You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, I will be talking to Mr. Maxwell Finn. He is a Facebook ads expert, but specifically, our topic today covers, are you ready for this? How to build a six-figure e-commerce store in under a year. So that's what Maxwell and I talk about in this episode. So if you're interested in e-commerce, if you're interested in starting a store, you have to listen to this episode. But not only that, he gives a lot of really good nuggets for those that are not in e-commerce, but are coaches or consultants or service businesses. So this episode has a little bit for everyone, but that's the specific topic. Before I dive into my interview with Maxwell, I wanted to talk a little bit about the click technique. So for those of you who have been listening well, you know what this is. It's essentially the click technique is the exact technique I take my traffic and leads client through in order to build a strong online marketing foundation. And guess what? It's available to you for free. If you go to theclicktechnique.com, there's a free five-day boot camp that walks you through everything you need to know to build a strong online marketing foundation. It tells you how many times to post. It tells you how much to spend on Facebook. It tells you all of these things. So make sure you go and you sign up at theclicktechnique.com. Speaking of the click technique, for those of you that are beating your head against your desk because online marketing is not working for you, if you're struggling with Facebook ads or SEO or content marketing or your email, reach out. We can help you here at trafficandleads.com. We've been doing this for, I've been in business for over 12 years and we've been doing this for a very long time and we can help you even if that's just an audit. Let's just audit your stuff and see what's happening. See if your current service provider is making that work or maybe you're doing it yourself and we can offer some guidance. So we have a package for everyone. So make sure you reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. So let's do a quick question. So part of the click technique is you're a member of a private Facebook group. And again, can you believe that's all free? That may change. We are in planning on deciding how we want that to suss out. But for now, it's free. And people ask lots of questions about generating traffic and leads out there in the free Facebook group. So one of the questions is, hey, I wrote this really great blog post but it's not coming up in Google. Does Google even see it? So essentially they're asking, how do I know if my website or my webpage is Google or is indexed inside Google? And indexed simply means that Google is aware of it and knows it exists. So there's two ways to do this. The first is to sign up for what's called Google Webmaster Tools. That is a free tool that kind of helps you manage your website with Google. It'll tell you if your pages are indexed. It gives you a ton of information. So I do recommend you signing up for Google Webmaster Tools. But the second, if you don't feel like signing up for that, is you simply open up Google and in the search bar, you type site colon your domain name dot com, no spaces, and Google will spit out every page it's aware of. So for example, I'll type in site colon oneclicklindsay.com and out comes 50 pages of all of the pages on my website that Google is aware of. So this is a really good way of knowing if Google is in fact aware of your page, but it's just not ranking. So there's your little tip for today. Let's hop into this interview with Maxwell Finn.
Maxwell, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on today. Hey, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you are a Facebook genius. It looks like you have you have tons of success stories. But today, I really wanted to focus in on one thing, which is how to build a six-figure e-commerce store in under a year. So how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good well, question, right? That is. And we can spend uh, the next 36 hours talking about that, but I think we have 20 minutes. So um, I can condense as much of it as possible into into 20 minutes and and uh, at least go over some of the fundamentals and basics. Yeah, and give us your top few tips. And yeah, give us your top few tips. We'll, ju- we'll just start there. Sure. So I actually did a... Um, a Facebook live last week on the way to one of my masterminds. And I was kind of actually, I was talking about how the, the ease of creating e-com stores and the, how the bears entry have lowered so much and the ease of drop shipping with Alibaba and Oberlo and print on demand, uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, because when I actually wrote that article about, you know, starting a six figure business in a year, a lot's changed in the last year since I wrote that and it got picked up and, and shared a lot. But basically the, the moral of the story, um, I'm getting back to the, the point is too many people are, are focused on starting e-commerce stores to make a lot of money. And, and that's the primary driver behind why they're doing it is I want to put up a store, find a product to drop ship or a bunch of products to drop ship and put up some Facebook ads and, and make a lot of money. And that's my my driver. That's my why. Uh, the, the challenge with that is it is getting every month that goes by, it is getting more and more expensive and more and more difficult, more and more competitive to have an e-commerce store that actually can do that. You know, the people that that are able to do that are the early adopters and that phase is, is gone, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So the, the thing I tell all my students is you need to have a, a brand. There needs to be a why behind why you do it. So if if you don't have that when you start your store, you shouldn't be starting an e-commerce store to start at all. Um, the, the best analogy I can give is imagine that you're opening a real business, like a physical business. You're opening a, a gym or a restaurant or a bar or whatever it is. You wouldn't just like just jump into it and open the door, right? You put a lot of thought and planning into it. If you're, if you're opening a physical business, you put months and months of planning into it. You look at the customer experience, the service, the products, the display, the look, the feel, the offers, the pricing. You put a lot of time and strategy and thinking into that because you're investing a lot of money into opening a real business, a real store. You should have that same thought process when it comes to opening a Shopify store. You know, it doesn't have to be as extreme. But also just because it's easy to put up a website doesn't mean you should treat it any differently. It's a business and you should look at it just like you're opening any business, whether it's a franchise, whether it's a brick and mortar store, whether it's local business, whether whatever it is, um, an e-commerce store. So that, that's step one is you need to have that why. You need to understand you're building a brand. You're not just selling products um, because it is exponentially more difficult to attract a cold customer just pitching a widget that any, they can buy anywhere mm-hmm. as opposed to pitching a story and some commonality and, and building a genuine relationship with a prospect and then selling them a product. Okay. So how do you do that through Facebook ads? Are you, so like, let's say you're, you, you, you uh, like you're selling natural living products, like whole green products or something, and you're very passionate about it. Do you get on and do videos on Facebook and do you boost those instead of just running product ads or what do the ads look like at that point? Sure. So, one of the, the the people that kind of taught me this model, and, and I've been an advocate of it and done it for a long time, 
like Ezra Firestone's probably one of the, um, the the best guys in ecom, and I've been lucky to be a friend of his and speak at his events. But he has a, a brand kind of like that, uh, Boom by Cindy Joseph, which is a um, a cosmetic brand for women kind of over 40. So they have a really, really good niche. And his model and his funnel, which has become a mainstream model, is you start with a story, you start with content upfront um, for your cold traffic. So you don't just dive into it and take a 5 million person audience that's never heard of your brand or product before mm-hmm. and pitch them your product. That, that, that model just doesn't work. It's not profitable. 98% of people that visit your website or store on the first visit don't convert. And that's across the industry. So that's including the big websites that have much higher conversion rates. So, you know, less than 1% of people are going to convert to cold traffic. So that model doesn't work. And so with any offer that we run, any brand that we run, those first ads that we hit cold traffic with. So again, cold traffic is people that never heard of your brand or product before. We are sharing content Mm -hmm. that is agitating a problem that our product solves. And so just kind of just to go through that. So instead of pitching a solution, the first thing we're doing is pitching a problem. And the reason we do that is twofold. One is uh, we're basically getting that big audience to self-identify that they're the right fit for our product because they're engaging with a video or blog article that you know you wouldn't mm-hmm. really engage with unless you could relate to that problem on some level. So basically, we're getting people to weed out and say, "Hey, this problem is something I can relate to." Two, we're we're agitating that problem so the people that do relate to that, we're enforcing why that problem is such a big deal, and we're hitting on reasons that they might not have thought of. So when we do pitch that solution and the soft sell with a product, when we follow up with them with a retargeting ad, they are much more likely to engage with that and convert because they've been nurtured a little bit and we've agitated that problem and we've begun to sow seeds of a relationship and build something that is more than just a it's kind of superficial we're a brand that cares about you but really we just want your money and that that's really the extent of the relationship yeah, you need to go, just go to amazon and go shopping anyway yeah i mean th- that's that's the reality is that um amazon is is such a behemoth and it's crazy i was at a, a a mastermind board of advisors that actually just joined. I went to the first first one this week, and um, one of the members, this guy Justin, he was the first guy to have a million dollar day in Amazon. He has all these records on Amazon. He holds, you know, basically wow. owns like a thousand of the top SKUs. So, like, if you search stars on Amazon, his product's number one, like Lone the Night Stars. So, so he is he's a a massive massive player. But even he's like, you know, he's in, uh, you know, dealing with some issues with Amazon, and like Amazon basically just like that's taken over the world and they've made it very, very competitive. Um, they're the only company that's not afraid to lose money. So it's impossible to compete with somebody or to beat somebody that's not afraid of dying. That's not afraid of losing money. Like it just, they don't, they don't follow laws of, of gravity, laws of physics. Like they just defy everything. And so you as a, a business owner, as an e-com owner need to understand that you are not going to be able to compete when it comes to price, when it comes to speed, when it comes to efficiency, all of those things, Amazon has a decade plus, you know, decades of plus of, of experience. They have more money, more resource, more everything. But you can compete on the brand side of it, on the storytelling side of it, on the customer service side of it. Those are all the elements that you can compete on and and give you the angle. And that's why companies like Casper and Squatty Potty and Purple and Dollar Shave Club and all these businesses that were startups just like two, three years ago are now $100 million, billion dollar companies because that's what they mm-hmm. focus on. They didn't focus on just selling as many people as they could 
with a quick sale with Facebook ads to a, you know, a crappy website. They focused on building a community, customer service, customer experience, making sure that their, their customer came first and they could build a really great relationship with those individuals. I love it. Okay. So let's go back to the ad. So, um, you're running an ad and maybe, and you're hitting their pain points. You're doing videos, maybe some blogs. Are you going back and retargeting people who read your first blog and making sure that they read your second blog and your video before you soft sell them into your product? Or can you paint that out bit by bit for us? Yeah. So it's, um, it's tough sometimes to like a podcast and audio to, to talk about funnels and everything just because I'm a very visual person. But what I can say is you need to understand that at each point of this phase, and we'll, we'll talk through each step, that there are going to be people that are just going to fall out of that funnel. And you need to be okay with that. You need to be okay with the fact that each step you take in your retargeting sequence, you are going to trim the fat. You are going to lose a lot of people. And that's good because you don't want those people. Even if you, even if a, a, a section of those people you could spend a lot of time nurturing and selling, they're not your ideal customer. You want your best customer. You want the people that are engaging at a high level with everything you put out um, because not all customers are created equally. So you want the best ones, especially when it comes to their first purchase with your business, with your product. So that, that first piece of content, that can either be in the form of a video, it can be a blog post, it can be... Um, some kind of hybrid between the two where it's a video going to a blog post. And really what you're doing is you're setting thresholds of engagement that trigger the next step in a sequence. And mm-hmm. so for you know early on, we don't have a lot of traffic. That might be people that watched 50% of the video or more. And so you can create an audience in Facebook mm-hmm. on your video based on how much of the video somebody watched. And so if somebody watched 50% or more, they go on to the next step that triggers the next ad in the sequence. Also, if somebody then clicked the article, clicked the link and went to the article, that can go to the next step. Once you start to get a lot more traffic, you can increase the the bar essentially for what triggers that to make the audience more qualified. So we use a thing called the Power Pixel from a company called Connect Retarget. Um, Facebook also now has versions of this where you can create audiences based on how much time somebody spent on the site. So I might not want to just retarget everybody that went to the blog because there's a good chunk of people that clicked the link, went to the blog and instantly left. Either it was a bot or it was just totally irrelevant. And I don't want them, I don't want to pay more money to Mm -hmm. to nurture them. So you can create an audience of people that are the top 25%, top 10%, top 5% on your your website, Mm -hmm. on your specific page, which means that they're spending the most time on there. Um, And so those individuals are moving on to step two. And step two can vary based on uh, a multitude of factors. It can vary depending on your price point. So if you're selling a a really expensive product, if you're selling a product that is innovative and new, that needs a lot of education, this this might require multiple steps of education, problem agitation before you really do offer up the solution. And so that's why it's kind of not a one size fits all. Um, but assuming you're just selling a, you know, a sub hundred dollar product, then you're going to go along to a, a micro commitment. And so a micro commitment might be, you know, giving me your email address to download a, a, a lead magnet, some type of freebie. Um, it might be joining a contest, something where it's not a, a full commitment like purchasing, but it's enough that I'm beginning to continue to, uh, to build that relationship. 
and develop more trust and also get more ways that I can communicate with you. So an email address, a messenger opt-in now it increases the channels that I can engage with you and touch you throughout the, throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month in a much more cost-effective manner. Um, so that's usually kind of step two is that micro commitment, that opt-in step three is obviously that, that soft sell that, that pitch. So you're introducing the product. This is what we are. You know, we talked about all these problems before. Here's the solution because it does this, this, and this, um, kind of the who, what, why of the product we use primarily video with everything. So if you're a, uh, a new e-commerce store, a new business owner, you need to understand you know, that the, the creative asset is just as important as the, the product, especially when it comes to running Facebook ads. If you have really low quality images, if you have no video, if you're really lacking in that department, it, it's really worth investing a little bit to, to get some video content, um, to get some high quality photo content, to send out product to customers, to influencers, to, um, you know, friends and family and get UGC mm-hmm. to get user-generated content um, because that, that's going to really be worth it when it comes to running your ads, especially when you're pitching your product. And so on that, um, you know, on that first pitch, something we also like to do is uh, like a, a hybrid ad where sometimes we'll take that step two of that micro commitment and work it into step three um, by doing something like we might run like a messenger contest. So we use a platform called ManyChat for Messenger and ManyChat lets us uh, subscribe people to our chatbot if they comment on a post. So anybody that comments on a post, they automatically get subscribed to our chatbot. They have to respond once, but um, you know it's, it's a pretty seamless process. And then we can follow up with them in Messenger. So we might run a an ad that has you know our product in it, but it might be you know a contest like with startup drugs. I think we ran one. Trying to remember the example. Um, we basically asked like, you know, Gary V, Mark Cuban, Grant Cardone, and a few other, you know, a few other people, like who's your favorite entrepreneur? Comment below and, uh, you know, we'll message mm-hmm. a winner, a hundred dollar gift card or something like that. And so pitching our product and also the kind of philosophy behind our product, we're about entrepreneurs and hustlers, but at the same time, we're getting those people that might not be ready to buy to give us a micro commitment and get them into a messenger sequence where we could also nurture them a little longer um, but we're nurturing them now in a channel that doesn't cost us anything um, anymore. So we we kind of doubled down on that. So we can continue with the Facebook retargeting, but we're also taking the the colder people and nurturing them a little longer in an area that doesn't doesn't cost us much. What are you so after you get them to initially, let's just talk about mini chat for a bit. Once you get them in and say a uh, Grant Cardone, um, and then they're kind of in your chat. And I know according to mini chat, you pretty much have to you have to send out a message or a broadcast to everybody every X amount of hours, right? Or they fall off or become old or many chat won't let you contact them anymore. Is that true? So the key with messenger, I think a lot of people are doing messenger wrong because they yes. hear how powerful it is and they're just doing it. Um, and we have a lot of experience with it. We've been doing it for a very long time and our, and our friends with uh, um, the many chat team is you can't be dependent on just broadcasts. So like messenger is great with automation. And so if you're going to put people into a messenger sequence or into messenger to your chatbot, you should already have a sequence built out that as soon as they come in, it is timed down to the hour of when they're going to get messages over the next week, two weeks, month, three months. So 
we see um, a a much 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 smaller unsubscribe mm-hmm. rate when we depend just mm-hmm. on automation sequences as opposed to when we do when we do broadcasts. So a lot of people don't do any automation. They get people into a chat bot, and then after a week or two, they send out a broadcast promoting something or pitching something, and and then they see thirty percent of people unsubscribe, and like that's super common and. And that's just, in my opinion, because you're you're not using the the platform like it should. You know, Messenger is a, a personal medium. It's not a a straight sales medium. Um, it can be used to sell, but it's much much better at nurturing and engagement, providing value and relationship mm-hmm. building than it is just direct response sales. Um, so so for example, like with my course. We have a, and we actually just shared the entire thirty-step uh, messenger sequence in our, in our private students group. We have a, a basically a thirty-step messenger sequence that's over the period of about two months. So when people opt in, they're getting a bunch of ad hacks that we create. So we have all these different ad hacks. We have you know pieces of modules from the course. We have different power tools that I use. So like ninety percent of it is providing value. And the other 10% is kind of soft selling of the course. The other key thing that we work in there, and, and this is something everyone should do with Messenger, is avoid constantly kind of get micro commitments. And I'm, I'm a big fan of micro commitments. So constantly get those little continued buy-ins. So instead of just every message you send, doing a big maxed out message that's pitching something or just an entire tip or an entire strategy, ask mm-hmm. a quick short question. Like, hey, are you enjoying these ad hacks? Yes or no? The best thing about that is you'll get like the difference between that and just sending the ad hack is the people who on the second version, if you just sent the ad hack, would unsubscribe, won't unsubscribe in as high a percentage as if they had the option to just say no. So some people might want to continue to get messages, but they're just not into this. So give them the option to say no mm-hmm. and then stop sending them those types of messages. It gives you another chance to message them back. So if you ask those small questions and then tag them as saying, you know, not interested in ad hacks, you're, you're getting a much lower unsubscribe rate. You're continuing to build out the profile on your users so you can more personally tailor messages to them. And then you're still getting the value of the people that want it. They can continue moving along. And so if, if you implement those those different tips into your messenger sequences and your messenger strategies, you're going to have a lot more success with it. You're going to see a lot less um, drop-off, a lot less unsubscribes and complaint reports. But yeah, it, it's it's just mm-hmm. it's really pe- how people are using it. They're just not using it correctly because it's such a new medium and people are still learning. And uh, at the end of the day, what I always find is People, marketers, business owners, entrepreneurs, very, very rarely like to blame themselves. It's always the medium, right? So Facebook ads, people don't make money with Facebook ads. They say Facebook ads is te- are terrible and don't work for my business. And uh, that's like a go-to response for a lot of people instead of saying, I really don't know how to run them effectively, so it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. All right. I'm almost taking up all your time. So let's summarize. In order to build a million-dollar business e-commerce store, you're saying you've got to build that brand and basically get people away from talking about price, but more talking about your service and your brand and who you are. And that's the real key. Yeah. So focus, just to recap, and I'd love to spend a lot more time with you because there, there's so much more to talk about here. But you know, focus on on building the brand, on using your ads to cold traffic, to agitate problems, self-identify your traffic, mm-hmm. 
and and begin to build that genuine relationship. The the part I didn't get to talk about today, but it, it's an, I need to include it to make this all make sense. Is we put a lot of our resources into increasing average order value and maximizing customer lifetime value mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the front end of like, okay, how much lower can we get the CPA? How much how much cheaper can we acquire customers? We focus on well, what can we do to double the the profit per customer on the the first order? What can we do to ensure the lifetime value of a customer is five to ten times higher than the first purchase? If you can do that and keep your you know if you're break even right now, and you can double your average order value or you can double your lifetime value, think about what that does to your business. Right? You don't have to do anything on the front end, and if you do decrease, that just that's that's a bonus. But that's how we grew a lot of our businesses is we focus on the back end instead of the front end. And you make a lot more money, you know, taking your average order value from 20 to 100 than you do taking your CPA from 20 to 18. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. That's some really awesome information. Thank you so much for sharing that. Before we go, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell us how to find this awesome course that you keep talking about and anything else that you want the audience to know. It's all yours. Sure. So um, you can... Uh, go to adiqcourse.com. I'll share all the links with with you. We had to actually just change the URL. So um, it used to be unicorncourseiq.com. That's still up. We had to change it for for Facebook purposes. So you can go there. Um, But that's our course. It's an 80 plus video course, 16 hours of content. I spent two months making it. We have a private students group, which has over 500 students in there now. It's only been out for three months. And um, I go live twice a week. Every, every week. So on Tuesdays today, I do uh, our live ad audits. So I actually add, uh, audit any of my students' ads live. And then on Fridays, we do office hours where I do live Q&A. So basically, you get eight hours of mini masterminds every month um, for a one-time purchase price. So that's the, the course. Super excited about it. It's been a lot of fun. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, just search you know, Maxwell Finn. And uh, our new website's being built. So I don't have like a website to plug or anything, but I'll send you the link to the uh, to our funnel for the the ad course. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think. If there's any there's anything else when it comes to it? Uh, you know, right now we're we're just focused really on growing the course. We're launching a group coaching program for about 15 people, and um, we run selective offers for some high level businesses. So we're not really taking on any new new business at the moment. We we kind of uh, are in a good position where we're, we're super selective and, and don't really need it. So it's, it's really awesome. just about helping people. Um, so if I can help you with your Facebook ads, if you want to pick my brain with anything, if you're looking for a mentor in the space and you're just getting started, I'm always happy to hop on a call and help anybody. Awesome. Well, it has been a true pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Lindsay. Well, there you have it. Maxwell knows what he's doing. So hopefully you can check him out and good luck building your six-figure e-commerce store in under a year. I've given you all of the tools. So after you do that, you can come back and thank me for this awesome episode. Just kidding. Um, so before I sign off, if you like this podcast, you like this episode, you find value in it, we'd sure appreciate a review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this. You can even go to our Facebook page and leave us a review. And that's facebook.com slash more traffic and leads. That would be awesome. Or at the very least, you could share it with a friend. And finally, if you need any help with online marketing, whether that be SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook ads, whatever the case may be, I have a staff of over 10 people with their specialties that can help you. Or 
If you're like a lot of my customers, they have no idea where they should be spending their money or their time or how to get the most bang for their buck from their online marketing campaigns. We can help you with that too. So just reach out to us at trafficandleads.com. Until next time, I am One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Oh, 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 oh